Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Today, I want to talk about the internal conflict that can wreak havoc on our ability to interview successfully. And whether or not you are currently in the interview process or you are in your job and noticing some emotional discomfort coming up for you, this episode can help. And really what I've been discovering as I've been coaching my clients in their interviews is What presents as an anxiety issue or a confidence issue or an issue with time management or motivation looks like that on the surface, but when we get to coaching, what we uncover is that the true reason for their lack of motivation or lack of confidence and security or uh, reason that they're fed up is not because of what it looks like on the outside, but instead it's because of an internal conflict that they're experiencing. What do I mean by this? I mean that for them to interview confidently and effectively, it's pitting them against two opposing value systems that they've set up. And so for all of us throughout our lives, we've developed these rules for how we believe we're supposed to be. And the interview process can often pit these rules against each other. And so what that means is somebody goes in wanting to interview successfully, wanting to show up strongly, powerfully, courageously, and yet doing so violates another rule that they have about who they believe they should be, how they believe they should behave, who they think they are. And so for them to show up one way in an interview would mean they'd have to violate this other rule that they have for themselves. And it puts them in this state of internal chaos, this conflict within, and that conflict creates discomfort. And then they notice they feel uncomfortable. And then they tell themselves things like, I must be nervous. And they think they're nervous. And then they tell them all the reasons to be nervous. And then they genuinely get nervous. But the truth is this all resided not from just nerves, but because of this internal conflict. So we can't just solve for the anxiety or the lack of motivation or the annoyance, whatever the emotion is showing up for you as. We can't just solve for the emotion. We have to understand that the emotion is a symptom of this internal conflict. And so in today's podcast episode, I'm going to be sharing some of the common conflicts that my clients are discovering as they're coaching with me that they have. And when we uncover these conflicts, what it does is it frees you from this feeling of trappedness of not understanding why you feel the way you feel. So it gives you a sense of clarity. And from that place of clarity and the freedom that it creates, it lets you decide what rules do you want to hold on to? How are these rules actually not things that you need to care about? How is it possible that these rules can dissolve? How is it they're already dissolving? How is it that you've already proved that these rules no longer matter? How is it that you can get to be you and that mean interview confidently, 
powerfully and authentically. And that is what today's episode is about. And for those of you who are listening, who maybe are not in the job search and aren't interviewing, I invite you to still listen to this episode because anytime we have an emotion, it is a symptom of something, of something going on. And sometimes it might be for an upcoming meeting that you have. Sometimes it really is a symptom of a lack of feeling confident, and we can coach on that. But other times, it's a representation of a deeper internal conflict around two different beliefs about who you are and who you're meant to be and who you should be. And what we want to do is we want to understand and uncover this conflict so you can then debunk the myths that you have about yourself. So whether or not you're interviewing, I do think you will get value from this episode. And I strongly encourage you to enjoy it, to take notes, to notice what parts resonate for you and use that to guide you forward. Okay. First, let's do our work win for today. And for anyone out there who is faced with a tough decision about their career path, what is next for them, this work win may give you some insight and some inspiration to help you out with that decision. My client that I am celebrating today has officially decided to put her two-week notice in for her full-time job. Now, this was a tough decision for her to make because... This job used to be one that lit her up. It used to inspire her. It used to be aligned with who she was and what she wanted to bring and the type of tasks she liked to do. But over time, the job shifted and over time, she shifted. And what used to light her up was now draining her to the point where even though this job was more of a 40 hour a week job, she didn't have any energy left afterwards to work on her business. And so she felt like she was left with this tough decision. She felt like she could either coach herself into feeling good doing a job she did not love, or she could get a different job, or she could give up her side hustle because she just didn't have enough energy left over in order to work on it. And so she was faced with this tough dilemma that felt really hard for her to decide. But through coaching together, she realized what it was that she wanted to do. And she gave herself permission to consider leaving. She gave herself the ability to consider that she could find another way to continue making money, a way that would be more inspirational for her, a way that would help set her up better in her business and a way that would allow her to do her business that she was building. And through simply considering that this could be true, She was able to think of new options for herself that she hadn't been considering before. And what she realized by doing this is one of her clients in her side business was actually wanting more from her, wanting more of her, wanting to give her more hours. And through that conversation, what she discovered was by quitting her current full-time job, she could actually offset it immediately by doing more hours for this other client of hers that was her own client, doing something she loved to do, doing something that would help grow her business. And so I am so proud of this client because by giving herself permission to say there could be another way, a better way, she was able to come up with a new way. And by creating that space, by saying, you know what, 
I am willing to put my two weeks notice in to find another way by not even having put the two week notice in yet, but by just deciding that she could. It created an energetic space for this opportunity with her current client to come to fruition, for her to be able to do that full time so that she could still be making the same amount of money, but doing something she loved that would also better support her business. So now she is set and decided she will be leaving her job. She'll be putting in her two weeks notice and she will be shifting her time to focus on the client she already has, doing more work for her, doing work she loves as she grows her business. So for those of you listening, you may be faced with a similar dilemma and you might be wondering what to do. This is where coaching can be so powerful. This is where I offer you to join me in one-on-one coaching. It starts with a free consult so you can get a feel for what it's like to work together and we can roadmap out a plan for what it would be like to work together in a coaching capacity. But where you're at now, I invite you to consider, what do I want to allow myself to do? And what possibilities might already exist that would make that an easy reality. Ask yourself that question. Notice as your mind and your spirit, that soul inside, come together to help find a way forward for you. Because we are meant to show up and be ourselves in our work every day. And if you feel like you can't do that in your work, if you feel like doing that would mean people are just tolerating you or insulting you or not wanting you to shine, there is another way. There is a way where you get to be you. And maybe that means showing up as you even in a difficult situation. And maybe it means finding another way out. Maybe it means putting in your notice. Maybe it means having a conversation with your boss. But you got to ask yourself the question, How could there be a way to do this easier? How could there be a way for me to get to be me? You got to ask yourself the question so that you can find the answer. All right, that is our work win for today. And now I want to talk about that piece around internal conflict that can stop us in our ability to show up effectively in our interviews. And what I want to do is I want to share with you some common conflicts, and I want you to notice which of those resonate with you. And by doing so, you might be able to pull out some ways you can adjust and realign to let go of this internal conflict and show up from a place that's more grounded and more connected to who you are. In doing these processes. My clients have been able to let go of past rules, have been able to show up as themselves, have been able to get clearer on what they want because sometimes we think it's a confidence issue when it's actually that we're applying for jobs that do not align with who we are. And when that's the case, we don't want to try to just show up strong and enthusiastic for a job that we're going to hate. No, we want to get clear on the conflict within so we can actually be creating a job for us through our process of interviewing and searching. We bring about a job for us that matches who we are, that lets us get to be us. 
That is what we're here to do is to be ourselves. And it doesn't mean that there's the one perfect job out there. We're not looking for a job mate. You know, I'm not saying like whether or not you believe in soulmates is irrelevant here, but I think sometimes people take that approach with their job. They're looking for their job mate. Like there's this perfect one and only job out there. And I'm not saying that with this, but what I am saying is there are jobs that will better align with you than others. And we want to help you find the ones that are a better match for you. And it's not like the job forever. It's the job for right now, for who you are right now. Because we are evolving and we are changing and so are the companies we work for and so are the ways those teams are structured and so is the economy overall and the industry and the innovations that are happening. And so we're not trying to find a one fit wonder job that will fulfill us for all of eternity. No, but we're looking for something right now that'll help us grow, that'll help us evolve, that'll help us tap into who we are. And that is what this episode is all about. So the first internal conflict that I want to share is my client will come to me telling me that they feel anxious and they don't understand how to manage their nerves in the interview. And I give them some tips and strategies for that. That's not really the focus of today's episode though, because what I want to talk about today is why. Why are you nervous? What is the source of the anxiety? And my clients will often say things like, well, I'm afraid I'm going to fail. Well, I'm afraid they're not going to like me. Well, I'm afraid that I'll mess up this amazing opportunity. And those are all valid reasons to feel anxious. And perhaps that is the full extent of the issue. And then we coach on that. But here's what I sometimes find as I'm coaching them and I'm getting clearer on why they're feeling anxious. What actually comes out is there's this internal conflict within where they think that they're supposed to show up confidently in their interviews, but then they also think they're supposed to be humble and show up from a place of humility. And so now we have these competing rules that feel like they can't come together. How am I going to be humble and be a team player and show up in that way and also be confident and demonstrate my value. It puts them in a tough spot where it feels like you're darned if you do, darned if you don't, because if you show up super strong and confident, it means you're not humble and you're supposed to be humble. But if you're humble, it might come across as weak and you're not supposed to look weak. So then they end up feeling chaotic inside from this conflict that they don't even realize is happening. Most of my clients don't understand that this is what's happening until we coach on it because it's one of those hidden things our mind masks from us. And so they've set up this rule system for themselves that is mutually exclusive in their minds. They think they can't have both. But guess what? I'm here to tell you that this is not a real conflict. You can be humble and confident. And how can that be possible? Well, here's how it's possible. When we let ourselves see the world not from a place of hierarchy, but from a place where we are all brilliant, incredible creators, where no one is better than another, where we all have something to offer, where every single one of us has some value that we are bringing to this world and every single one of us is benefiting from the value that others are bringing to this world. 
When we allow ourselves to embrace that truth, it means that we can be humble and confident at the same time, because it means we're not saying that by being confident, we're saying we're better than our team, because we know that that's not possible because we all are equally brilliant and capable. Maybe not capable in the same ways as each other. Some of us have different strengths than others, but equally valuable as human beings which lets us to then be confident in the skills that we bring, knowing that others bring their own skills too. And so in that way, we're humble in the sense of we are in this together. We see the importance and the value of the team. We see that everyone is contributing in their own way, and we get to then embrace our way of contributing. This lets you be confident Declare who you are and what you bring without it violating the desire to be humble because humble is not about putting yourself down. It's about understanding we are all important and valuable creators in this world. And so when you take on that perspective, it frees you from feeling like you have to kind of pull yourself back in your interview in order to be humble because you don't need to do that. You can let yourself fully shine from this place of collaborative spirit, from this place of knowing every one of us has something to contribute. Here's how I can help. It lets you be confident without feeling like you have to hold back or that you're violating this need to be a team player because they actually come together. Your confidence lets you be a better team player because when you're tapped into who you are, fully showing up, that makes you the best team player out there. And that truly is what we're after, is this idea of bringing each other up and uplifting the planet in that way. That's what we're here for. And so use that perspective to help you if this is one of your internal conflicts, stopping you from showing up fully in your interview. The next internal conflict that I want to talk about. Okay. I have people tell me that their dilemma is they don't show up excited in their job and that they've been given feedback that they seem dead in their interviews and they want to show up more enthusiastically, but they don't know how. And here's the thing, like that really might be the case where you think about your interview and you get nervous and so you withdraw and so then you detach from your emotions. And so that might truly be all that's happening. And if that's the case, what we would do working together in a coaching capacity is I would help you reconnect to those emotions to find a way to let them out that feels safe so that then you can re-enliven yourself for your interviews. And so that might be all that's needed. But here's what I'm also finding. People are thinking that they're not showing up enthusiastically for interviews and that that's a problem when the actual problem is they're applying for jobs they don't want. No wonder you're not enthusiastic. That job doesn't align with who you are. So you trying to show up enthusiastic and excited for a job that does not match, does not resonate, is lying to yourself. Of course you're not excited. Of course you don't want to show up strong and powerful and ready to go. You can't wait for a job you actually do not want. Stop trying to force yourself to be excited for a job you don't want. Instead, switch jobs that you're applying for. Find a different type of position. And if you're not sure what that is and you're concerned that you don't have the time or ability to do that because you need to make money now, I hear you. 
What I want you to do then instead of trying to make yourself enthusiastic for that job is I want you to make yourself enthusiastic for the idea that by getting that job and making money from that job, it'll open you up to more options and possibilities and freedoms for future jobs. So don't try to make yourself enthusiastic about that job. Make yourself enthusiastic about the job potential that it could create for you. But also question the idea that you have to have that job. And consider the possibility that there is a job that you wouldn't have to work to feel excited about because it matches what you want, because it lights you up inside. And yeah, there's pretty much always some aspects of every job that you're not gonna like. You're not looking for 100% fit here because we all are often having things that we don't like about our day to day. Like, I mean, even just for survival, I do not like to cook. I've tried to make myself like to cook. It just doesn't work. I've decided to let it be okay that I just don't like to cook. And that frees me from feeling like I have to force on this hobby that I just do not like. And so just in daily life, there are things about living that I don't like. You, you got to have food, right? So I find ways to cook or I set up an amazing marriage where my husband does the cooking and oh my gosh, I feel so blessed to have him to do that. But I found another way. I found a way through it. And sometimes it just means that I have to, to cook or forage through my fridge to, to find something cold that I can eat and I make it work. And so I bring that up because don't look for perfection. Don't look for a job where every single task you would do, you love, but look for a job that does match what you want to do. Look for a job that has those components in it. Not a hundred percent fit necessarily, because if that's your bar, it might be really hard to explore opportunities that present themselves because sometimes we have an idea of what we want, but it's not till the interview process that we really see that, oh my gosh, this would be great for me. So don't turn away a potential job from what you read on the paper because it isn't hundred percent fit. Let yourself consider that there might be enough in that job that's drawing you to it to apply anyways. But if you look at the job and it just doesn't fit, it's just not calling you. Don't apply. Don't waste your time. I think sometimes people think, okay, I need to apply to 20 jobs a week just to be able to get enough interviews. So what job can I apply for? Oh, here's an open position. Oh, look, my skills match. Let me just apply. But the job has nothing in it they want. And so don't make job searching a numbers game. Help yourself find a way to find aspects of jobs that excite you and apply to those ones. Don't force enthusiasm for something you don't care about when there often can be other ways to get you closer to something that just automatically gets you excited. Okay. The third internal conflict that I find happens with the interviews is my clients, they want to know what it's actually like to work in that job But to ask the question that they really want to ask, they're afraid they'll burn a bridge with the interviewer through being overly direct or probing too far. And so 
They'll either ask questions in a really weird energy where they're like half asking and half not, and then they pull back. So they they get this weird uh, energy to their question, or they just don't ask the important questions and then they never get clarity on what they need to know. For example, I was working with the client and he had an upcoming interview and he really wanted to know if there was going to be room for promotions and what the promotion cycle was like, how quick the promotion cycle would be. And he had reason to be curious about that because where he was currently working, the promotions were so far sparsed out that it was taking forever. And it wasn't just him. It was everyone in the company was almost at a stall, at a standstill, and promotions just weren't really a thing they did, which also meant job salary increases weren't really a thing they did much of either. So it was not a great work environment, and he was looking for something that treated the uh, idea of promotion better, that was open to promoting people because of the results they were bringing. And it wasn't just based on some long time constraint that took years and years in order to move ahead. But for him to go into the interview and say, hey, how quickly can I get promoted is not a great way (laughs) to approach an interview. An interviewer hearing that might be triggered and they might think, who does this person think they are going right out and asking when they're going to get promoted when I haven't even offered them the job yet? And so you don't want to put your interviewers on the defense. You don't want to trigger them. But you also don't want to not ask about that type of question because you want to know. And so what you want to do is you want to find a way to ask these questions that's coming from a collaborative spirit that shows that you want to work with the interviewers to ensure it's a great fit for both of you and that you truly are interested in a long-term position that has growth potential because you're somebody who pushes hard and wants to go forward in that way. So instead of asking the question, hey, how quickly are promotions here, which is kind of what my client was wanting to ask but not knowing how to ask, we can ask it something like this. Hey, where do you see this position going in the next five years? Or if you were to get a slam dunk person for this job and they exceed every expectation, what do you see their next step in this company as being? Where do you see them going next? What do you see as their career trajectory? When you ask the question that way, it shows that you are dedicated and driven and wanting to bring success to the company and wanting that to lead to future successes for you and the company. And so it puts you on the same team. It shows that together you want to create a win-win as opposed to you just coming and saying, well, what can I get out of this? So asking the question in that way will give you insight into how quickly the job grows without feeling like you're grabby about your question. And if you want to, you can say, hey, I'm curious, is there an established cycle for giving feedback to employees, for promoting employees, or is that something that comes up on a case-by-case basis? You could ask it that way as well, because that shows you are interested in growth and in feedback. And in knowing the results of what that can bring you because you're truly curious about the company. But notice the energy of how I asked that question. The phrasing was different. It wasn't in their face, direct, combative. 
And it was open. It was curious. It was wanting to know. So when you bring that energy, it allows you to ask questions that you want to know the answers to. So don't let this internal conflict of wanting to know what's actually happening there and not wanting to burn bridges stop you from asking the hard questions because there's always a way to ask a question that can set you up and the company up for success. The next internal conflict, and people don't think that this conflict affects their interviews, but I want you to know it does. And this conflict is my clients want a new job, but they feel bad about leaving their current one. And when you carry that burden with you, that you're wrong or that you shouldn't leave or that it's bad that you're leaving or that you're letting the team down, when you carry that burden into your interviews for your future jobs, it's like carrying something heavy throughout the interview. It's going to affect you. It's going to change the way you phrase things. It's going to be in the back of your mind, slowly influencing, like leaking into your responses. It might come across as you're noticing yourself sabotaging yourself in your interviews and you don't know why. This conflict might be why. So we want you to ask yourself, am I taking responsibility for my current job and bringing that into these interviews? And I want you to let yourself know it's natural to have some sort of emotional sorrow or sadness about leaving your current job. Even if you feel like you're being undervalued, you can still feel bad about leaving. That is a common thing that happens. But I want you to know, leaving is not wrong. And here's how I see this. We are all in this world together, which means we all are playing a part. And if you are in a part that does not fit you anymore and you know you want to leave, then you no longer fit for that company. No company wants to hold on to somebody who does not want to be there. They might tell you otherwise, but I want you to just lean into this idea that if it doesn't fit for you, it doesn't fit for them. And I want you to have faith that by you leaving, you create the opportunity for them to maybe restructure that department or consider why so many people are leaving or find somebody else who does want to be there. And even if there's been a lot of turnover in that company, You leaving in the short term, yes, might wreak havoc on them, might be hard for them. They might be disappointed. They might be annoyed. Yes. But in the long term, maybe it sets them up to revitalize their culture, to see what's going wrong in their company, to see new ways to support their employees, to see gaps that they hadn't seen before. But because you left, it helps to highlight it further. And so I want you to see you leaving as your part for your current company. Even though it might not feel that way, let yourself lean into the possibility that that could be the truth. And it'll free some of the guilt or the shame or the disappointment you think they're going to have. All right. So those are the internal conflicts that can get in our way of interview success. So if you notice any of these conflicts resonate with you, use some of the questions I shared in this podcast episode to help coach yourself into a new perspective to release the conflict within. And if you want help with this, 
join me in one-on-one coaching where we can help you get clear on what you want, shine in those interviews so you can land the job you love. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with soul.